Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're continuing a week-long discussion about injury management. We've got two amazing physios here. Um, today's topic is about what your physio wants you to do versus what you want to do. A lot of people get stifled by this. We're going to demystify it and get you guys back in action. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's time to rock. If you're new to the tribe, Rich is behind the mix. I'm joined today by Phil White and Nilesh Murti, and my name is Rad Burmeister. We are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. Today's episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. You can get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. And also, I'm really excited to announce that this weekend, well, on Friday in Sydney, we are going to launch our rehab programs for an epic 72-hour flash sale. You can grab our hip and lower back rehab, our knee rehab, our forearm and elbow rehab, shoulder rehab. All our rehab programs are going to be at a dramatic discount. So jump in if you're wondering how to deal with those niggling injuries. Now, before we get started, warm welcome if you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Leave a comment and we'll send you some love. Remember that anyone can join and interact. And lastly, a shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button and support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. All right, as I said, joining us today is Phil White and Nilesh Murti from ADPT Physio. How are you today, boys? Good. Full dream team. Yeah, Going well, mate. Going well. Yep. Back yep. into it. Ready for fourth, action. Fourth coffee in. And it's fourth <laughs> coffee in, yeah. 11.20. Nilesh is a new father for everyone that didn't know. How old's your boy? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Tomorrow. Woo. Fresh. Now's about the time you start going, fuck, what have I done? <laughs> Cumulative fatigue kicks in now. Yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah, well, I can... Uh, Honestly, tell you that it gets a lot worse from here. So <laughs> strap yourself in. <laughs> looking up. Yeah, no, no, it's good. But uh, no, it's, it's funny. I remember the first couple of weeks seeing the less come in, and he, he was quite sprightly. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Most now he comes in, he's like, "Hey, mate, hey boys." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's parenting busy. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, today's a good uh, a good topic. We always talk uh, before the show about what we want to talk about, and, and it's always about how can we add value to you guys. And what I thought today was, I was thinking having these two amazing physios here from ADPT Physio, both really exceptional sports physios, meaning that uh, they are physios that deal with sport injuries. That's that's their bread and butter. I thought, what can we talk about today that will add value to to you guys, to our valued listeners? And and I thought to myself. When I think about the amount of our members at Unity Gym, the amount of people that I've dealt with over my 17-year career as a personal trainer, that go to a physio, get a program or get a strategy, and come back quite confused about how do I take this and incorporate it into the things that I want to do. And what I see people do is they have this all-or-nothing approach where they kind of think like, okay, well, the physio has told me I've got to do this. That means I've got to stop everything that I love doing and just do that until I get better to the extent where... It's quite common that people say, I need to stop my gym membership. I can't come to the gym. I've got a physio told me I have to do this and I can't come to the gym. So can you cancel my membership? So let, let's uh, open a discussion about that, boys. Let's, yeah, let's when you're talk saying about like when, you, when they come back, I was thinking sometimes they don't come back. Yeah, that's just right. like we'll get scared off, yeah. you know, going to the gym or be told that, you know, lifting's dangerous and you've got to do... Pilates for your life, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know Pilates definitely <laughs> plays a role. Like there's a there's like plenty of good reasons to do Pilates, and and I'm not ragging on Pilates as, as generally, but I think the 
chronic, like the one of the biggest issues in physiotherapy generally as a profession is underloading and people getting scared off the gym just because they don't have the technique and the skill and the yeah. training to really yeah. utilize it. So Yeah, that was something that, um, you know, dealing with uh, two pretty nasty shoulder injuries, you know, when I did that first, the, the way that I've treated the slap tear in my, the second one that I've dealt with versus the first one is very, very different. And a lot of it came from working with you when I was telling you what I'm doing and I, and I had this great plan of attack and because I'm a personal trainer and I I worked with Leroy and he gave me some strategy and but I only get to, got to see him a couple of times because he's so busy and I had this great strategy and I showed it to you and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I think you should get some barbells and do some shoulder pressing. And I was like, what? But you know, I've got an injury and you went, yeah, just reduce the load and give it a go. And, and as soon as I started introducing that weightlifting, not only did it contribute to my recovery, but it empowered me. It made me feel not useless and like I could actually do some things, you know, which was a really good feeling. And you can blend in your whole gym program with it and you guess what? You look like everyone else and you don't feel like you're the outlier that's injured, which is mostly what we love as physios making our patients feel like. Yep. Outliers, yeah. (laughs) Outliers. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, and this is kind of coming off the back of, if you listened to yesterday talking about the, um, I sort of was running through the treatment hierarchy that uh, we've sort of come up with as ADBT is like our guiding principles, like our plan behind things. And and so much of what we're doing is really trying to, um, I guess, empower you guys to know how much um, help you need and, and to be able to look after yourself. And so much of when it comes to injuries is it's like, keeping the training momentum is, is really key. And I've talked a lot about positive spirals and negative spirals in the past. And, and I think, as I said before, with physios often under loading and, um, you know, seeing physios who maybe don't give you a program that, uh, rhymes with what you're doing in the gym or resembles at all what you're doing in the gym, that can really start a bit of a negative spiral of just stepping out of training, stepping out of your community that you train with. If you're lucky enough, like we are in Australia to have gyms that are open feel for a lot of my mm-hmm. patients I'm working yeah. with overseas who are like, and I'm back to training home again. Um, but basically that idea of like it, it, it physio programs typically like can really just put the brakes on all things positive about your um about your training so um what we're really trying to do is is do the opposite and like facilitate that positive spiral where when you are doing you know able to still do things that you enjoy um you start to feel um better pain wise and then that like you keep turning up seeing the people you like um you're you're leaving the house you're eating better because you know that you've um you know you're trying to facilitate your training you're sleeping better because you know you got to get up and do something fun and you enjoy like we really want to just like all we're trying to do with our exercise programs are trying to facilitate that positive spiral so yeah yeah awesome and that's a um such a crucial thing for people to get their head around right like i've i have had people i mean you've been somebody that in the past has marveled at the way that i deal with injuries and the way that i've been able to just training generally just keep training yeah and honestly the only thing that i I can recognize within myself that I noticed from a younger age is that I believed in myself more than people around me, even when I really had no reason to. Like I was, I mean, I remember when I started martial arts when I was 17 and I was no better than anybody. I was not gifted at all. But I remember being shown how to do things and the people around me that people make comments like, oh God, I could never do that. And in my mind, all I ever thought was, fuck, I want to do that. You know, how can I learn it? How can I do it? And the same thing just carried over with me when I got injured. I, the, the, the worst injury that I've had in the sense of that I did have to get surgery on it was the full Liz Frank ligament tear. Yeah. And that was when I was 21 years old. And that was a real 
dark moment for me because I was on my way to being a professional stuntman. I had a full-time job working in stunts. I was being trained by stuntmen. And then all of a sudden, I was in front of four orthopedic surgeons choosing which one was going to do my rehab. And the three of them were really pessimistic. They were really horrible people. And they were just, they basically looked me in the eyes and they told me the statistics and they said, you are never going to do that stuff again. That's over. You know, this is a career ending injury for athletes. And the one physi- uh, sorry, the one surgeon that I went with, he told me the exact same statistics, but he had a smile on his face and he said, look, this is what statistical data says, but you know, let's see how you go with it. And that's why I went with him. But when he told me that, I remember the reason why I chose him and why I didn't chose the other three, I was looking at them dead in the eyes as they were saying this to me. And in my mind, I was thinking, fuck you. I'm 21 years old. I'm not the fucking injured dude that can't do all the things that I want. And that was a long story. But the point was, I'm trying to give context to this idea of the positive spiral versus the negative spiral. And it's really, really good to see two people like you who that's a massive part of your business model and your business plan because I've certainly been on the other end of that and I've been on the end where the, the white coat person who you put your faith in was creating this, trying to create this negative spiral within me and I remember just thinking, fuck you, I'm not that dude, yep. you know? Well, I mean, like looking at Nalesh's work in professional sports, like these guys don't get to just, like if they get, a, if they get an injury, that's not just them sitting around for the rest of the no, year. No, it's not like, quitting, is it? But you're right I think in that sense back in the day th- that cloud was put on hey you've been injured avoid A, B, C, D yeah. you'll be able to cross the road yeah. it's okay to have pain I was told that you'll be you able know, to cross the road but if you the jog pain. you'll be yeah. in pain when you get across um, it and you can jog past a uh, car going to hit you yeah. all good yeah. but I think the day these days you know the modern physiotherapy approach now is changing and it's a revolution like we keep highlighting um, you can do everything yeah and we're going to get you there by this process and this yeah. is a step and this is what you do. And like you said, I think the biggest downfall is with physios traditionally is scrap what you're doing, do what I give you yeah. and that's going to fix you. Yeah. But I think, you know, as it feels highlighted, our philosophy and the culture we want to bring towards here is what do you do and how do we blend physiotherapy or your rehab or this model into it? Yeah. Because that way you're going to get buy-in and two, that way people are going to continue doing what they love. Mm. Hence why we're saying getting, get get you back to doing what you love. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Science attack, man. Have you um have you dealt with Liz Frank Tez in sport yeah. sports? Yeah. And did they come back? All of them. Yeah. yeah. How many have you dealt with? Probably four, four, four. four yeah, four, four of them. Full Tez um, and surgery. Yeah, all of them have sur- three surgery, one non-surgery. How yeah. long before they got back to playing? Um, oh, I'd say like a good four or five month rehab really? Four, yeah. five months. wow that quick wow yeah, yeah things yeah. must have changed since um but then we've had a non like a non-operative one which got back in three months again being wow. low grade but nice. i haven't nice. seen one that's kind of been like you're done again it's sports specific and and yeah. so forth um if afl athletes again it's biased comment can come back from a list frank why can't a guy that jog straight lifts, yeah, 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 deadlifts, yeah. benches, yeah. jogs? Because when you're looking at getting back to AFL, that's like the peak. Exactly of right. So um, <laughs> Man, again, it's very like, biased yeah, comment like, there, but in, intense like athletic performance. Whereas yeah, so often I think health practitioners are guilty of like yeah telling people that they shouldn't be doing things that you know the, yeah. the body is perfectly capable of doing if you give it adequate time and adequate stimulus to respond so what do you think the difference there is then between you guys between what goes on with a special professional sporting team like that versus what's happening with 
average Joe who's getting this information that we're trying to teach people is is not great information. Where do, what do you think the um, disconnect is there? Do you think that there's a team that has um, a, has built a culture over decades or a, or a sporting industry that's built a culture around performance I, I, and around getting back? Or? I'm not going to put us into this category. It's I was just commonly talk the physio world. I think physio is really good at the acute care, yep. getting people's pain down and letting them know what not to do and what to do and the end. Yep. But I think the big missing gap if you're now bringing professional sport and elite level is that end stage, mid stage rehabilitation, yeah, right. that um, sport specific or functional stuff they need. For example, your deadlifters, how are we going to get these lifts in to get yeah. you deadlifting to whatever percentage you are? If you're in a soccer player, how do we get you back to running, landing, decelerating, kicking? And they're the things I reckon physios, there's a high percentage lack. Mm-hmm. is getting that end stage stuff right. Yeah. And it's as, as I talked about yesterday, when it comes to injuries, one of the biggest things that will um, like fix most injuries um, and obviously surg- like surgical things that need serious intervention are a bit separate to this, but one of the biggest things is time. Like mm-hmm. if you just leave mm-hmm. most things for, you know, six, mu- um, six weeks, 12 weeks, like that kind of will, you know, most things will like the body goes through a healing process, Tish, different tissues take a bit of different time, but most things will be back to a level where, you know, you can go about your like everyday life and you probably won't notice too much of a difference. But what a physio should be doing really well is finding how you can stay conditioned to what you want to be doing and then how to build up to not only be, um, you know, back to where you were before, but more resilient to that injury happening in the first place. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think people have got, like the industry, like the healthcare industry generally has got it wrong is it's like easy enough to pull people out of things and let time do its work and then be like, hey, I'm a great physio. Mm. But really, you know, like that's just sort of time did most of that. And <laughs> But like, how are you actually getting back to someone performing? It's, it's the same in sport, right? Um, come first quarter, come half time, someone's got tight hamstrings or come into the week, someone's got, it's, oh yeah, all good, you're not playing. But that mm-hmm. like feels a whole lot. It's easy to pull someone out. Mm-hmm. But it's about making the right core. It's about giving them the right conditioning program. It's again, you know, being able to expose them to the right exercises to ensure they're not coming down back to this path. And yeah. again, resilient and bulletproof from getting injured again. Yeah. It's so. also probably, um, if, I guess from a, from a patient's perspective or a client's perspective, like often if, you, if you're gonna go to a physio, you, you're not thinking to yourself, you know, I, I wanna see this person for six months so that I can get back to full performance again. It's like, how do I just get from here back to a point where I can just do something? So I guess for, and that's, and that's, as I said yesterday with the treatment hierarchy, one of the, the first things we do is talk about goals and what you want and what to expect. And that's, a, again, I said a two-way conversation between the physio and um, the patient being like, the physio saying like, here are all the things that I can, can possibly do for you. And then the patient having an informed choice about how much of that they engage with. Because some people like yourself who are very, um, you know, self-actualizing and, and proficient because of your um, qualifications and your, um, you know, love of training, like you maybe don't need as much handholding as someone who um, has no idea about this sort of stuff. And so it's that, that two-way conversation where, um, you know, people can make that choice. But yeah, I think that's yeah. where it yeah. often misses the mark. So... Let's let's uh, bring this in for a landing. Somebody, I go to a physio. I really don't know what I'm talking about. I I love. Um, uh, what, what do you What do you guys think uh, outside of Unity Gym? What do you think is the most, or if there even is one, the most common activity that people love doing that they now can't do because of physio? Like I'm talking running, soccer, football, swimming. Is there a commonality? Do you think? Do you think there's the most common thing you see? 
Ah, oh, so variable. Really? Um, yeah. like, so if I had to put my finger on it, it'd be weights. Yeah. Wait, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so training at the gym. Yeah. Um, that's good because it's relatable uh, uh, to our audience. Yeah, but so. I think physios go, yeah, no, no it's okay. It's go, it's go for a walk. Yeah. So, you know, like, so, that's so, the easy so someone that goes to the gym, they train four or five days a week, they're serious. They've just uh, gone to it. They've had an injury. They can't train. They don't know what's going on. They go to a physio. The physio gives them a program and the program is... Um, like a do this, at, but just don't do anything else. Uh, and now the person's confused. What's your advice? You go. Obviously, it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's a, such a general thing where it's hard to know with intensity of the injury and, on, and all of those things. But <laughs> like, I just, when you're working with a health care practitioner, I generally, like a safe bet is look for someone who probably trains themselves and has like oh, an interest that. in love it. their own exercise because if they're that way inclined and they've probably been through the experience of having injuries themselves and understanding what it's like to not be able to train because of their injuries. Because I think when you've got someone who is in that same boat as you, um, as a um, someone you're working with professionally, then you can kind of bridge that like empathy gap and be like, okay, cool, you're giving me this program, but like, is there anything else I can do? Cause you, and, and talk to them, be very open about like, I really want to get back to doing this. Exercise is very important to me to stay doing what I can do. So if it's a lower body injury, Hey, can I still like do the upper body program and maybe even work on something, um, you know, a, a new goal in upper body, but work with someone who has that same drive and, and passion for exercise. And then they'll almost certainly be able to push you in the right direction. But often if it's a junior person who's working for a bigger clinic, maybe they don't necessarily have like the license to do all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but mm -hmm. you might be able to, um, yeah. I not, love not that. And get a bit of help. I love that. I couldn't agree more. Um, I call that working with someone that has skin in the game. And I think if you're if you're if you're somebody that's serious about your training, then you need to see somebody that is serious about their training. Like I would never go to a physio that was overweight and that didn't um, didn't have the same passion as me. Everybody that I've ever seen that I've put weight in what they do, that, that they don't necessarily do the same kind of activities as me, but they do some kind of activity and they're passionate about it. Or they they work at a high level with athletes. I'm yeah, thinking, they've got enough I'm runs. Thinking, yeah. I'm thinking Leroy. He knows his way around a basketball court. They've got enough runs on the board to tell you the yeas and nays. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's who you right. want. Um, that's to right. guide you in the right direction. Tell you yes, tell you no, and tell you when. Yeah, and that's sometimes you need that guidance and to yeah. what you you know see a health pro professional for sometimes. It, it is so different though because I've been on, I've seen both of the, those kinds of people. I've seen the person that has the degree, that has the qualification, but doesn't have the passion for movement, and their advice is very very different from somebody with the exact same qualification and education, but that has a passion for movement. Very yeah. very different. Yeah. And yeah, a safe bet is always like. Like if you can work with someone who's doing the same sport activity training, mm -hmm. like that's I think always the best because they have a, a real understanding of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, and speaking of that, what's what's your passion with training, Phil? What are you what are you working on at the moment, and what are you what would you? Um, say oh, and I've just come off like I've just had three um, patients, clients this morning who have all been basically personal training sessions, and that just mm -hmm. makes me so happy because I really enjoy having people out there, like training people in the gym context. Where oh, no, I know I mean your training. I know I know, oh, but yeah. it because it, it resembles so much of what I enjoy doing. Myself, like I really enjoy training in the gym and um, doing the sort of big compact lifts because I know what an effect it's had on my ability to then go out and be a very much a generalist around my training where, uh, you know, ultimate frisbee is my background, um, but then I've gone into ocean swimming, triathlons, beach volleyball, um, endurance running. Like I just love 
trying out lots of different things, but um, all along, yeah. But I've, I've known that, like, it, since yeah. getting into gym training, like that's been the thing that has made me more resilient to injury than anything else before. And what about you, Nilesh? What At are the you moment, I'm on a, I'm a, I'm a holding pattern to be a fit dad. <laughs> so I'm just trying to just trying to squeeze dad in bod, four lifts and three runs a week. Yeah, just yeah. gonna start at that. Yeah. Uh, your calisthenics journey last year was pretty cool. Yeah, so I got to kick back in that and handstand stuff. It's all on pause, um, but yeah. when I have time again. Yeah. Um, and and you know what? When you're a new dad or a new mum, that's that is one of the most important things. It's it's this idea of just keep the wheels turning. Yeah. I remember when I was a new dad. My whole, all the goals of like, you know, what I want to achieve, they were all just like, okay, they're still in my mind, but the most important thing now is just to do something. And I'm so happy I did because you see some people when they become new parents and they just, it's like, because life is hard and it's this excuse to just say, okay, I'm just not going to train anymore. But those same people come through our door a year or two later, 10 kilos heavier with tears in their eyes saying, I just want to get back to where I was. And you know, you can't you can avoid that. So, so much easier to maintain. Yeah, if you it can. is. It is. Thanks so much, guys. Um, we're going to have the boys. Uh, we're going to have Phil on every day this week. And Nilesh, you coming back on tomorrow? Thursday? Yeah, tomorrow. 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 Beauty. Yeah. All right. So, if you guys have got any questions, anything that you would like these two legends to answer, get them in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. You can comment on this post saying, "Hey, I would like this." And tomorrow, maybe we do a Q and A. Uh, yep. Maybe we'll just we'll just see what questions have been asked and we'll do a yeah, few to go through. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. awesome. Thanks so much, boys. No Thanks worries. for coming on. Thanks Thank everyone you. for Thanks listening, you. and uh, we will see you tomorrow for another great chat with uh, these two legends from ADPT Physio. See you guys. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.